to the U.S. Fire Journal Podcast. We offer views and opinions on the fire service around the world with no topic too tough to handle. Visit us at usfirejournal.com for all your fire service information. Now, here's your host, Jay. Good afternoon and welcome into the podcast. I am Jay. Today is July the 21st, 2022. Got a few topics I want to talk about today. I'm going to keep the podcast on the shorter side um, for various reasons. And uh, I want to start off today by saying that I'm going to have a guest uh, on the podcast uh, at some point in early August. Uh, We're going to finalize the date and I'm going to go ahead and announce it. Uh, Deputy Chief uh, Joey Edwards is uh, the uh, second-in-command deputy chief of the Mount Juliet Fire Department. And he's going to come on, and we're going to talk about uh, topics such as education, training. Um, He has uh, significant experience in both areas, and it will be uh, enjoyable to get him on and to get his ideas and thoughts and uh, to kind of, you know, get the word out. To firefighters that uh, that there are educational opportunities out there and you benefit from them you really do um, and not just necessarily in the fire service but also in the rest of your life and so I'm gonna be having him on probably be around an hour podcast we'll probably break it into two episodes and we'll have some uh, uh, some some good questions and answers and i look forward to having him on um previous to uh becoming the deputy chief he did work uh, uh, for the tennessee fire academy uh, in a leadership role and so uh, he has uh, a lot of knowledge with respect to that we're going to bring him on and talk to him and uh, i think it'll be an enjoyable conversation for all involved also uh, about two weeks after that, I've lined up a, uh, someone to come in and talk about uh, the uh, advent and the uh, evolution of writ. Um, he will be coming on and, and talking about that. Um, we'll announce that and his name a little bit closer. We still have to finalize it, so I don't want to put that out there. Uh, without uh, without sort of finalizing it with him on the date, then I'll put that out. Uh, Ritz interesting. Whatever you want to call it, it's interesting. And there's been a lot of money spent on Ritz, and in many cases, rightfully so. Uh, but has the money been spent in the right areas? Are we looking at it from the perspective of you know, let's get equipment in that can assist us in getting firefighters out, as opposed to filling a compartment full of things that we probably won't use. We'll also get into a little bit about, quote, requirements, end quote, with respect to RIT, or rapid intervention teams. And uh, so we'll be talking about that later on, uh, in late August, early September, maybe. You know, I'm intimately familiar with Charleston, South Carolina. It's a great city. I live there, uh, work there. Um, it really is a great city. A little bit expensive now, or a lot expensive now. Uh, 
um, but charming to be sure. Firefighters there are, are uh, facing an issue now. Local 61, the, the IFF local of the International Association of Firefighters, is, is uh, pointing out that Charleston firefighters are being forced uh, into forced overtime. Uh, 270 shifts of forced overtime uh, this year alone. And uh, we're uh, July 21st, so yeah, it's a lot of forced overtime. Now, it, on the one hand, does give firefighters extra money, and that can be a good thing. On the other hand, forced overtime can uh, create issues. Create, uh, uh, as Local 61 has said, stress issues. Um, you can have tired firefighters. All sorts of things. And, and I think this is the important part of that. Charleston firefighters didn't create this problem. Um, this is a problem that lies with city administration. The best way to fix it, obviously, is to just go out and fix it. Firefighters can't do that. All they can do is bring awareness to it. Charleston, there's a lot of blood in Charleston uh, throughout the history of the fire service there. A lot of good people um, have been injured or lost their lives. And there's all kinds of, um, you know, there's, there are little warning signs as you go along in any fire department in its history um, about injuries, deaths, what's, what have you. Charleston had a very uh, large one, obviously, uh, in 2007. What you don't want to see is that whatever the issue is, people sort of forgetting that these things happen. And what I'm hoping is that the city... Uh, at least has a conversation with firefighters about this and that um, there is a uh, positive, very positive way to correct the situation um, before it becomes something that is uh, uh, less than, less than, uh, less than good. So having said all that, uh, I believe that there will be uh, a positive resolution to this. And uh, Charleston firefighters deserve it. Um, they're among the best for a reason. And uh, here's hoping they get that resolved sooner rather than later. It's always a little bit shocking when, when you hear about a fire chief resigning. Um, I know it's been a few months now, but a friend of mine... Uh, we met at several FDICs. Um, I think we actually first met in Baltimore at Firehouse, uh, at the Firehouse uh, Expo, but then we got to be friends after, uh, you know, hanging out at FDIC. He became a fire chief, and then he, had, like I said, he abruptly resigned, and that, that caught everybody a little off guard, including myself. He had really good reasons for it. Um, hearing another fire chief has, has resigned in uh, what is uh, considered a good department. It's uh, in Middle Tennessee, southeast, I believe, southeast of Nashville. And uh, it's the Murfreesboro fire chief. He's just resigned, or resigned yesterday, I guess. And the uh, announcement put out was that he had resigned to pursue other opportunities, which if you know anything about 
public relations, and it's kind of a, yeah, it's like, yeah, you throw this out, and it doesn't really mean anything uh, at the end of the day. It's certainly not a, an exhaustive list of why, but he's not required to do that, and neither is the city. But it's always interesting when someone who's well thought of leaves because, um, and he certainly was uh, in Middle Tennessee, among his firefighters especially. I'll be keeping an eye on that as well. You know, we all have, uh, we all have to take orders from people. You know, it just it happens, and especially in the fire service. The fire service is paramilitary, some fire departments more so than others. But being able to accept orders is something that you have to get used to. Everybody, and I mean everybody, has to take orders. Some people chafe at those orders. They don't like it when people tell them what to do. And that sometimes is by virtue of their past experiences. Um, some people's egos won't allow them to, to accept that there may be people who are above them, at least in a chain of command. But the bottom line is you have to be able to accept them. I submit that this is a skill that can be learned. And I am going to, uh, uh, within the next few weeks, put up an article over at usfirejournal.com that discusses this. It's part of growth and maturity in many ways. And some people think, well, you know, growth and maturity happens and then you turn 18 or you turn 21. That's not true. Um, growth and maturity continue to happen each and every month of each and every year that you live. And it is vital, vital to make sure that uh, people understand that going forward. Um, that, that people are addressing that. It is a skill that can be learned. I've witnessed guys who just absolutely could not accept orders from other people. And they had different ways of, of manifesting their displeasure at this. None of those manifestations were positive, um, at, at least among the people who had that displeasure, who felt like, no, this is... I don't take orders. The fact is you do take orders. And uh, again, it's something I think you can learn, but it's something that's important to be able to learn it. In order to be a leader, a lot of people don't understand this, you also have to be a follower. And a good follower can become a really good leader. They can. Uh, some people lead from the position of following. They are people who, when they speak, other people listen. And they're firefighters. They ride the tailboard. Um, some are drivers. You know, Some are officers. They are. Uh, officers are required to lead. They are. But it, just because it's a requirement doesn't mean that they're good at it. Leadership, your particular way, the way you were taught, you know, uh, how you look at it, it's, it's different. I, I know there are people who say, well, I use this leadership system. Other people say, well, I use this one. It's rare you find two people whose leadership uh, abilities are the, are, are the same. It's just rare. It's something that can be learned, though, and I think that's important. So 
usfirejournal.com. Um, there's a couple of articles up there now, and uh, feel free to go over and, and check it out. Finally today, back on the subject of, of uh, aerial devices. And I believe wholeheartedly aerial devices, a truck company, can do so many great things if they're allowed to do the great things. And you can't get to the great things without, without understanding the basics. In fact, the basics are great. Reinforcing those basics are important. I believe that there is rarely, and I do mean rarely, an opportunity where you can't learn. Every call, um, you can run an EMS call and look around and get lessons on how to set up a truck. How? The imagination. It's amazing. Instead of just sitting on the back of the truck or sitting on the front, I think it's important that you look out, see what's going on, what kind of building you're in, and you know what? Set the truck up in your mind. There's nothing wrong with that. It works. It works. Excuse me. It works. I'm an advocate for, a, for an aggressive truck company. Very aggressive truck company. But you can't go from zero to 155 miles an hour and expect things to go well. You have to focus Focus, and I mean this, focus on the basics. Learn the basics, practice the basics, move on to the next thing. That's a requirement for a truck company. Whether your department's running 30 or 40 of them, running one, doesn't matter. The basics are the most important thing you'll learn in your career. Some of the most exciting things are more advanced topics. But the basics don't let you down. That's why they're the basics. So... Whatever you're doing, whatever you're doing, focus on those. They're there for a reason. That's going to do it for today. I'll be back uh, tomorrow with another podcast. And tomorrow I'm going to talk about something. Um, well, tomorrow I'm going to talk about something that, that every fire department has to face. Um, and that's problems. Whether it's issues on with equipment or issues with people. We're going to talk some about that. Until then, stay safe.